You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 19. A podcast about love, color, and identity. And where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Vias. Do you obsess over other people's opinions? A while ago, one of my managers, she called me detail-oriented. And I remember I didn't like that. And I thought of three ways or three evidence of how I was not detail-oriented, which I think kind of defeated the purpose. And so I kind of obsessed about how her viewpoint wasn't actually true. And since then, I have obsessed a little less about other people's opinions and I've actually gotten to the point where I feel less negative and actually feel better about other people's opinions or people's opinions that I don't agree with. So I'm going to share with you how you can feel better about other people's opinions by first um, going through a falsehood that is so pervasive in our society and then sharing a strategy that I have that has helped me feel better about other people's opinions. So first, the falsehood. We are told to, that we should learn how not to care about other people's opinions. And they're not important, they're not significant, and just don't pay attention to other people's opinions. and. While this is well-intentioned advice and a a well-intentioned tactic, it actually ends up making you feel worse about other people's opinions, about you or an opinion you don't agree with. And the reason why is that we as human beings have evolved to care about what other people think of us. And that is from being an infant all the way into adulthood. And when we are a baby, we care about what our primary caregivers think of us for survival reasons. And we want them, we want to have them to have a good opinion of us so that they continue to take care of us. And then into adulthood, other people's opinions matter because it's what helps us have community and friendship in our lives. So then it's evolutionarily advantageous for us to care about what other people think. And when we do this, when we kind of go against that natural instinct in us, it actually makes us feel worse. And it doesn't help us feel better or feel positive of what what other people think of us. So then instead of resisting this natural process, it helps to actually say, yeah, it's okay that I think I care about what other people think of me. It's human. And so just knowing this helps us see that any sort of tip or trick or or tactic on, on not caring about other people's opinions is realistically not going to work. So I'm going to share with you what has helped me view other people's opinions in 
a more positive way or at the very least in a, in a less negative way. And it's not by any means revolutionary or anything like that. It's, it's just a mental framework that on how I look at other people's opinions. And that is, I set up in my mind, a mind boundary. And firstly, the best way to look at a mind boundary is to look at the opposite, a body boundary, because that's what we're actually taught a lot about in society is that we need to have body boundaries. And what I notice is that we don't really teach each other when we're children's or early adulthood how to have kind of this mind boundary. So a mind boundary actually is very similar to a body boundary. Our body has a boundary like skin that protects uh, tissue and organs and things like that. And the mind, well, is it's even more protected than the body. We have a skull all around it and some liquid and, well, some other things that I don't really know about. But it's so well protected that it's actually very similar to a body boundary. And the way that it's actually different is that it isn't visible like the body. And this is where I think it has to be kind of this mental framework in order to help us make it more visible to us. So the best way to explain a mind boundary is actually to look at it when a mind boundary isn't in place. And that usually occurs through resistance. And resistance can look very different from person to person. One, it can look like arguing or trying to convince someone that their opinion is wrong, even if we don't think that we're doing it, but our intention is there to convince them that their opinion is not right, kind of like me coming up with three (laughs) bullet points of why I'm not detail-oriented. The other thing, the other way that resistance is there is when we ask somebody to stop doing something or expressing opinion we don't like, or maybe we walk away when we're in a conversation where they're talking about something we don't agree with. It could be about politics or something like that. Or another way, which is the most common way in my mind, is that I actually fight with somebody's opinion in my head and I obsess about it. And in fact, sometimes I'll judge them and and eventually get to the point where, oh, well, they have that opinion, but they don't really know, or they're being ridiculous or something like that. And then you just continue to obsess and think about it way later. And so when we do any of these things, argue or walk away, we often don't feel better. We don't feel better about the other person. We don't feel better about their opinion. And usually we don't feel better about ourselves. So if we have any of these resistance patterns, either internally or externally, it most likely means we don't have a mind boundary. And in order to create a mind boundary, we actually need to do the opposite of resistance, which that means acceptance. And by acceptance, I don't mean that you agree with somebody's opinion or that you think that their opinion is true or 100% factual. So acceptance actually means that you understand that the other person's opinion 
originates from their own mind. And that is the essence of the mind boundary. So their opinion is not originating from what you say or do. It's not originating from some unknown reality or so-called truth. And it's not even originating from some authority. It solely originates from the inner workings of that other person's mind. And then the boundary is then also valid on the other side, inside your own mind. So when we hear somebody else's opinion, our meaning or our interpretation of what they're saying is originating from our own mind. It is not originating from what they're saying or doing. And it becomes really challenging to uphold a mind boundary, especially when somebody says something to us that we don't like or we 100% disagree with. We sometimes have a hard time separating out that that's actually a reflection of the inner workings of their mind and that our response to it in a negative way isn't actually originating from how that other person is behaving. It is coming from our own negative perception of what that other person is doing. So ultimately, if we can take a step back and see that someone else's opinion is their own opinion and that it's originating from their own mind, then they have full ownership of what's happening in it. And so then it becomes easier to accept how they perceive things in the world. And you can say, well, I don't like their opinion. And I can see that it's coming from the inner workings of their own mind. And they own the inner workings of their own mind. And it has nothing to do with me. I'm going to wrap it up here. And in episode 21, I talk about how to really not care about somebody else's opinion. I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now. 